Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I wish you all a very blessed and happy feast of Saint Mark. It's a great blessing that on the feast of Saint Mark we consecrated this beautiful church, consecrated the church itself, the altar, the icons, and the baptistry. Saint Mark has two feasts. The first one which is tomorrow morning, the feast of his martyrdom on Coptic month Baramuda, the 30th of Baramuda, which is May 8th. And as we know from the biography of St. Mark, he was martyred on the resurrection liturgy. While he was celebrating the Feast of Resurrection, they actually dragged him from the church and dragged him in the streets of Alexandria until he died. They separated his head from his body. The second feast in Coptic month Baba, 30th of Baba, comes in month of November because as you know, after the Council of Chalcedon, until now actually, there are two patriarchs. The canonical patriarch, which is the Coptic patriarch, the descendant of St. Mark, and the Chalcedonian appointed another patriarch. And during this time, after the Council of Chalcedon in the 5th century, he was supported by the empire. During this time, before the invasion of Arabs to Egypt, the body of St. Mark was stolen from Alexandria to Venice in Rome. And actually, when you go to Venice, there is a huge cathedral has the name of St. Mark, and the mosaic on the outside of the cathedral explains the story of stealing the body of St. Mark from Egypt to Venice. But they took the body, not the head. So the head remained in Alexandria. The head of St. Mark remained in Alexandria. Then after the invasion of the Arab, some people actually, during the time of Amr ibn al-As, entered the church of St. Mark in Alexandria, and one person actually found a very beautiful box, and he thought this box has some treasures. And in reality, it has a very, very priceless treasure, the head of St. Mark. He did not open it, but he took the box and put it in the ship. Then all the ships were able to move except this one. Amr ibn al-As was surprised 
So he asked the people to search the ship, so he found this box. And he asked the person from where he got it, so he told him from St. Mark Church in Alexandria. So he contacted Pope Benjamin at that time and asked him about this box. And Pope Benjamin explained that this has the head of St. Mark, the one who preached Christianity in Egypt. So Amr ibn al-As gave this box to Pope Benjamin and also he gave him 10,000 denarii in order to renovate the church of St. Mark. And here maybe we can ask why St. Mark allowed his body to be stolen but not his head. Because the head usually symbolizes the mind, the, the thoughts, the thinking. So in spite that his body was stolen to Venice in Rome, but St. Mark with his thoughts, with his heart, with his feeling, want to be with his children in Egypt. Now actually there is a third feast which is the return of some parts of the relics of St. Mark to the cathedral in Al-Abbasiyah during the time of Pope Kirillus VI. We were able to get some part from the body of St. Mark and it is in the St. Mark Cathedral in Al-Abbasiyah in Cairo. The church, actually the Coptic church, honors and venerates St. Mark. For example, we mention him in all our praises in the Divine Liturgy, in the commemoration of saints. Also, when a new patriarch is ordained, this patriarch actually goes to the church of St. Mark in Alexandria and he changes the cover of the box that has the head of St. Mark. He does this on the second day of his enthronement or his ordination, which means he will follow the faith of St. Mark because he is a successor of St. Mark. And remember, after the enthronement of Pope Tawadros, after the liturgy in Cairo, he went to the place of the relics in the cathedral in Cairo, in Abbasiyah, to receive the blessing of St. Mark. And then he went to Alexandria, actually, for the head of St. Mark. St. Mark actually has a special place not only in Egypt, but in the whole world. Because one of the four Gospels is the Gospel of St. Mark. And St. Mark actually wrote his Gospel and spoke about Jesus the King. That's why the symbol of St. Mark is the lion. And until now, actually, the symbol of the city of Venice is the lion because of St. Mark. 
And as I told you, St. Mark has a very, very special place in the city of Venice. Also, there is a liturgy written by St. Mark, and this liturgy was modified by St. Cyril of Alexandria. So it is known the liturgy of St. Cyril, although it is written by St. Mark. And it is enough to know that the first liturgy in the whole world was celebrated in the house of St. Mark, when the Lord actually ate the Passover with the disciples, and then he gave them his body and his blood. Also, the whole world now in theology, they honor St. Athanasius and St. Cyril. But St. Athanasius and St. Cyril, they honor St. Mark, because St. Mark is the one who preached Christianity in Egypt. So both St. Athanasius and St. Cyril consider St. Mark their father. They are his successors. Also, St. Anthony the Great, the founder of monasticism, St. Anthony honored St. Mark and considered himself as one of the spiritual children of St. Mark. So, the whole world honor St. Mark for his contribution not only to Egypt but to the whole world. And actually, I like to speak in a few minutes about how God prepared St. Mark for his ministry. If you read actually Isaiah chapter 19, which was written almost 700 years before Christ and before the time of St. Mark. When we read, in that day there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt. This altar is the altar of the Coptic Church and a pillar to the Lord at its border. All the church fathers Alexandrian father said this pillar is St. Mark. So as if Isaiah 700 years before Christ, he looked at Egypt and he saw the high pyramids in Egypt and he said, no, there is a pillar that is higher than the pyramids. This pillar is St. Mark. Alexandria during the time of St. Mark was a city of great civilization. And I wonder how St. Mark was able to enter Alexandria, this city with great civilization and influenced by the Greek philosophers like Aristotle and Plato. How St. Mark, he was able to preach Christianity and convert all Alexandria and Egypt to Christianity. Let's start by the name of St. Mark. As you know, St. Mark has two names, a Jewish name and a non-Jewish name. Like sometimes when we have an Egyptian name here and we come here to America and we find people have difficulty 
to deal with this Egyptian name, so we give an American name to the person. This was a tradition, again, St. Mark has a Jewish name, John. But because he was born in Libya, Qairawan, and Libya was a Gentile city, so he took the name of Mark. And Mark means hammer. In his exology, we say that St. Mark actually destroyed the idols in Egypt. So as if he is the hammer that God used it to knock down all the idols in Egypt. We read in the book of Isaiah, one of the symbols of the word of God is hammer. Thus says the Lord the God, my word like consuming fire, like a hammer, says the Lord. And St. Mark came to preach the word of God. See, he was the hammer that destroyed the idolatry from the heart of the Egyptians. In order to understand how God prepared St. Mark, I give you a small background about his upbringing. As I told you, St. Mark was from Jewish origin. His father, Aristobulus, and his mother, her name was Mariam. And as I told you, he was born in Libya, Qairawan, in a city called Misrata. And Bob Shenouda used to say Misrata means Min Misraata. He came from Egypt, Misrata, because he went to preach to Egypt and go back. This family was a very rich family, and they taught Mark Hebrew language because he was from Jewish origin, and he taught him also Greek because this was the language of study and schools. Also, they taught him Latin because Latin was the language of the Roman Empire that was controlling the world or governing the world at that time. But what happened? The barbarian attacked the city and they took all their money. So Aristobulus became a very poor person in a foreign country, how he would live there. So he decided to take Mark and his wife and go back to Judea. And St. Mark was youth. He met the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord chose him one of the 70. The first lesson we learn is the upbringing of St. Mark, the house in which St. Mark actually grew up. St. Mark actually, when his family went through this hardship or tribulation, this hardship, God used it as an opportunity to make Mark meet the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know if they did not lose their money and they continued to live 
in uh, Libya, what would happen to them? Whether St. Mark at any moment would meet the Lord Jesus Christ or no? Sometimes when we go through difficult time or through hardship, we become angry. Why God let us lose all our money? Why God allowed this illness? Why God allowed this tribulation? But if we trusted that all things work out together for good to those who love God, so even this tribulation worked out for good because it was the reason that St. Mark go back to Israel and meet the Lord Jesus Christ and become one of the 70. Do you know how they make the hammer? They put it actually in hot fire in order to shape it as they want. So this hammer, St. Mark, God put him in this fire, this hardship, in order to shape him to be one of the apostles, one of the evangelists. Theorimus, beholder of God, to see God. That's why St. Paul the first hermit, he said, he who runs away from tribulation runs away from God. Also, Mary, the mother of St. Mark, was a very influential person in the life of St. Mark. Mary learned from the women in the scripture. At that time, there was no sermons, and she can listen to sermons as we do right now, or books to read. So, how Mary grew in her spiritual life? From the scripture and the lessons that she is learning from the scripture. So she learned about Hannah, the mother of Samuel, and how in her tribulation she went and prayed, and thus God comforted her. She learned that when I go through difficult time, the only solution is to pray and to trust God and to surrender to his will in my life. And Mary taught Mark this important lesson. Mary was a very generous person. She opened her house to host the Lord Jesus Christ and the 12 disciples to do the Passover in their house. And if you think the celebration of Passover was not a small celebration, it was a big one. But to host the Lord and the 12 disciples, she was a very generous woman, hospitable. Even after the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, we read in the book of Acts, 120 persons were gathered in the house of St. Mark. 120 persons for 10 days, or maybe even before the ascension of the Lord. She was hospitable to them. That's why this house became the first church in Christianity. She also learned from the Shunammite, who used to host the man of God, Elisha, in her house. And she planted this in the heart of St. Mark. 
to love others and to be hospitable, to be kind. We as parents, what do we plant in the heart of our children? Do we plant love to others, trusting others, accepting others, be hospitable to others, or we plant selfishness in their heart? Sometimes when we don't care about our children, as if we are committing the sin of murder, because we are murdering, we are killing the spiritual personality of our children. Yes, we did not kill them physically, but we killed them spiritually. I'm sure she learned from Eucabit, the mother of Moses, Aaron, and Maryam, and how Eucabit was able to plant in the heart of Moses love of God and the sense of belonging to his religion. She planted him also in the synagogue as we should plant our children in the church. This reminds me also with a beautiful story, all of you know it, how the mother of Saint Athanasius planted him in the church. Saint Athanasius, when he was playing with his friends, enacting the rite of baptism. And we see until now, when we plant our little children in the church, when they go home, they actually like to do like Abuna, holding censor, prepare a table and as if they are praying liturgy. That's why Pope Alexander, when he saw Athanasius doing the rite of, of baptism as a play, he took him and paid him a special attention and care. The first lesson, how God prepared St. Mark for ministry, the role of the house, the role of the family. The second lesson, that God actually does not change our personality, but he takes the weakness in our personality and make it something good, something strong, something to glorify him. St. Mark was a youth, and as a youth, he was full of zeal, but full of zeal in the positive and in the negatives. When he heard that the Lord went with the disciples to Gethsemane, he was not one of the twelve, but he went there to be around the Lord because he heard that probably on this night, the Lord would be arrested. And apparently, he ran quickly from his house. That's why he did not put anything on his body except just cover. We can see his zeal to go to Gethsemane. But after they arrested the Lord Jesus Christ, this zeal became the opposite in running away. So he ran away and he left his garment and he ran away naked. We can see here the Lord did not change this personality, but he worked with this personality to be better. 
we saw his zeal in going to Egypt and preaching Christianity. He was not afraid from this great civilization and the great philosophers, but he was able to stand strong and preach Christ. Also, another story, when he went with Barnabas and Paul on the first missionary trip, they went to an area called Pamphylia, and this was like a valley, and there were many diseases in this area, and many epidemics. So St. Paul changed the route to go through Antakya, Bisidia, because it was like on a hill, in order to get some fresh air. But the road from Benfilia to Antakya, Bisidia was very difficult road, and many robbers and thieves were there. That's why St. Paul in his letter to Corinthians, he said, dangers from robbers. So St. Mark was afraid and scared to go through this road. That's why he left Paul and Barnabas from Bamphylia. This is one of the reasons. But St. Mark, who actually refused to go through the difficult road at the end of his life, he did not run away when they dragged him in the streets of Alexandria. They actually bound him to a horse and he was dragged in all the streets of Alexandria. We can see how his personality changed. Even St. Paul, who refused to take St. Mark with him in the second missionary trip, he testified for St. Mark for his martyrdom in the second letter to Timothy, when he told him, take Mark and bring him with you, because he is beneficial for the ministry. Which means God actually made his zeal to work for better not to run away. That's exactly what God did with many people, Moses. God changed his personality. When he went and killed the Egyptian, when he found one Egyptian is fighting with the Israelite. So God took Moses and worked with him for 40 years to prepare him before sending him to Pharaoh. And we can see how Moses became also zealous in righteousness, but in the right way. The last lesson I want to mention about St. Mark, so the first lesson, the role of the house and home parents in raising their children. The second lesson, if we have negatives in our personality, don't worry, just surrender yourself to God. And God will change these negatives to be virtues in your life. The last lesson is that we should not give up on ourselves. Sometimes Satan, after he makes us fall in a certain sin or in any sin, try to make us fall in despair. And I used to say to many people, I am not worried about this sin 
that you are repeatedly committing, but I'm worried about falling in despair. Because if you start giving up on yourself, then you will lose hope and Satan will control you. If you think about these two instances that I shared, Mark ran away naked when they arrested the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like somebody betrayed God in his life and committed grievous sin. I'm sure Satan tried to tempt St. Mark and plant the despair in his heart. How you dare to say, I am a disciple of Jesus, and you ran away naked when they arrested the Lord Jesus Christ. But St. Mark actually did not give up on himself. He knows that God, as he said, I did not come to call righteous, but sinners. The whole do not need physician, but the sick. The second instant, what happened with St. Paul? If a great apostle like St. Paul, his opinion about me, I am not fit for service. This can make any person fall in despair. But St. Mark did not fall in despair. He started immediately serving with Barnabas and then he went to Egypt and preached Christianity. Sometimes when Abuna says to a young youth in pre-servant class, you are not ready to serve this year, just wait another year. We get upset, we get disappointed, and we try to challenge this decision, and we, or sometimes we give up on ourselves and we say, Abuna, see that I am not fit for service, etc. It's a similar situation. Paul said, Mark is not good for service at that time. But Mark did not give up on himself. He worked on his weakness through the grace of God, was able to change himself. And then he went to Egypt and preached Christianity there. St. Paul usually speaks about our spiritual life like running a race. Can you imagine if I'm running a race and then I fell, then I say it's hopeless. Anybody who fell actually rise up and continue running the race. In here on earth in the world, maybe I will not be the first one, I'll not be the winner if I'm running. But I will get a prize. But actually it is totally different with God in running the race. God actually gave those who came in the 11th hour the same reward like those who came in the first hour. So even the idea that we see it here on earth that you will not be the first is not there in our spiritual life. So don't give up on yourself. St. Mark went through two difficult experiences. When he ran naked from Gethsemane and I'm sure he was attacked by these thoughts that you are not loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ but he did not give up on himself and when St. Paul said no, I cannot take Mark with me anymore he is not suitable for service he did not allow this word 
to actually take the hope from his heart. But he continued to work with the grace of God to improve himself. And he became the evangelist, the apostle, the beholder of God, the preacher of Christianity in the land of Egypt. We are honored and we are blessed that we have a great father, St. Mark the Apostle. And on the feast of his martyrdom, shedding his blood, and this blood of St. Mark was the seed that planted in the street of Alexandria and Egypt and was brought forth the fruit of Christianity in the whole land of Egypt. We ask his prayers and we ask his intercession for all of us. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.